I'm here with the two-time Southern Hot Wing Festival champion. What do you have to say to the people of Memphis? The first thing you gotta realize, brother, is this right here is the future of wings in Memphis. You can call us the New Wing Order, brother. We know your championship wings, but what about the rest of the menu? We've got a dropkick and buffalo chicken taco, then a vegan-friendly avocado taco, then Memphis is only hot wing nachos, brother. You heard it here, folks. You can find the New Wing Order food truck or book them at newwingorder.com or follow them on social media at New Wing Order. Are you one of the many Memphis area residents who suffer from everyday boredom? Do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that'd be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com. Or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday order. Warning side effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high five, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, rock, paper, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com. How's it going, everybody? I'm Nick Schifani. And I'm Adam Schifani. In addition to being brothers, we're the founders of Nerd 901, a blog and podcast embracing the nerd culture in Memphis and around the world, all from our home base here in the 901. You can check out our team's exclusive content at nerd901.com. And while you're on the site, you'll want to take a look at the latest Surreal Entertainment schedule. Every week, we post an updated list of Surreal's upcoming bingo and themed trivia events, from TV shows to video games to music to movies and much more. No matter what you like, Surreal Trivia has a theme night just for you. And with our handy guide, you'll never miss out on any of our free fun. Nerd out about trivia and whatever else you love at nerd901.com and our Twitter at nerd underscore 901. Nerds unite! Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and pop-ops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Sunday Funday at Laughlin Yard, every Tuesday during Pike Night at Elbow, and every Friday night at Memphis Maid's Tap Room. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. Making his way to the radio from Memphis, Tennessee, the home of rhythm and bruise. Please welcome your host and your hero, Kevin Cerrito. It's time to talk wrestling on the radio. Welcome into the Sarita Live Wrestling Hour. We're here every single Saturday on Sports Entertainment 56, talking about professional wrestling between 11 and noon. Coming up on today's show, listen to this card. We got Zach Linder, formerly of WWE.com. He'll join us later on to talk about the Royal Rumble, Dean Ambrose departure from WWE. Maybe. Is it work or is that a shoot? I don't know. Well, ask the king about that, too, because we're starting the show today with WWE Hall of Famer. He needs no introduction in this town. He is Jerry the King Lawler, and he joins me now. Good morning, King. 
Good morning. I need no introduction, but if you don't give me one, I'll body slam you. Right. <laughs> uh, thanks. How are you, Kevin? I, I'm great. How are you doing? It was great to see you at the uh, on on the uh, Royal Rumble broadcast this week. Yes, uh, it was a pleasure to be there. It was a uh, I thought a really good show. It was a little bit long, but it was a uh, it was a, a Royal Rumble. I mean, you know, with the two hours of of the kickoff show, with three matches in there, and then the the uh, Royal Rumble itself lasted what five hours. So it was a total of seven hours of wrestling. You certainly, certainly got your money's worth for nine ninety nine a month, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I was I was on Channel Three uh, earlier this week, and afterwards, somebody came up to me, and then they always want to talk wrestling, uh, and they said, "What do you think about the Royal Rumble?" My first thing was, "Man, it was long. <laughs> it was long. That was really." <laughs> and I didn't know like that was my first reaction. Uh, that the first thing I thought of, man, it was long. And if anybody knows how long it was, it's you. Because I, according to my calculations, it, it seems like you were the only you were the, the only person that was on mic at the beginning of the kickoff show and at the end of the Rumble broadcast. So you were there at the very beginning when it went on the air. <laughs> I and, guess I, I lasted longer at this year's Royal Rumble <laughs> than anybody, didn't I? Right. So, if, like, it, 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 is there ever any conversations there that anybody behind the scenes talk about how long, how long it is that it needs to be shorter, or do they think that it is just giving people their money's worth? Yeah, no, they talk about it. They do. They really do. But uh, and and there's you know there's both both sides to that opinion. Um, I, I think the the main thing that happens with the with the people like you say behind the scenes that are involved is just it's almost like the waiting. You know, uh, everybody that's out there and actually on the air and in a in a match at any given time. You know, that's that's the exciting part. But you know, like like some of those guys that uh, that got there early in the day and waited around, and they were only in the Royal Rumble. I mean, they waited around for you know ten or ten or twelve hours before they actually you know did their part in the show. So that that you know that that leads up to a lot of the uh, talk about. Gosh, how long is this? How much? How much, how much time do we got to wait? I mean, I, I said, you know, when I was through with that first hour of the uh, of the pre-show, my gosh, it was I was about five hours before I was back out there. What or did maybe you do? Even more than that. What did you do? Yeah. Well, you know what? It was uh, they they really had a cool setup. Chase Field was it was almost like a WrestleMania atmosphere. That that you know the stadium where the the Arizona Diamondbacks play. Um, it's huge. And then we had over 40,000 people in there. And I think for baseball, it's set up for like 48,000 people. It's, it was huge. It was just like being at a WrestleMania event, uh, in, inside a big stadium. So, um, what with the, the, the way they had it set up in the back, and this was unusual, uh, the catering part where, where they had catering, which everybody kind of hangs out at, you know, for a long period of time when the, when the day is long, you, you had it where you go in and pick your food out. And then when you could, the places that they had set up to eat the food, instead of it just all being in the same room, you had to go into the actual press box, uh, of the stadium to sit down and eat your food. And, and I'm sure you've been in different you know, baseball stadium press boxes, you're, it's just like long rows of, of people sitting, um, you know, next to each other. And then there's a, then there's another long row of people sitting down a, like a row in front of you and a row in front of that. So everybody sat, but they had a, you had a great view out of the entire, you know, out of the entire stadium there. Uh, just like you were looking at a baseball game and there in the middle of that was the, was the wrestling rink. So it was kind of cool to just sit up there and watch the show and, 
snack and eat and, and, you know, talk to different people and that sort of thing. So it was, it, it, it the time finally, finally went by. Right. <laughs> who, who, so who was on your right side? Who was on your left side when you were sitting on this long row? Oh my gosh. That, it, 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 uh, different times there were different people because I was there for so long. <laughs> um, let me think. Uh, Road Dog, Brian James came in and sat with me for a while. Um, let's see. A couple of the writers actually came down and sat down and had had some food. Most of those, you know, most of those people had to, you know, were just grabbing some food and then had they had to go back and do something else. I was literally just waiting. You know, until until the uh, actual Royal Rumble match. So, um, gosh, what is the expect- I, I can't what, even think of- what's expected of the, of the superstars? Like, let's say, like Oscar goes on first, right? She she uh, defeats Becky Lynch in that first match. Does Oscar go home, or is she expected to stay the entire show? Uh, no, everybody stays. Everybody stays. Everybody on the kickoff yes. show is still there. Yes, absolutely. until the very end. Yes, because if you don't want to leave early. Right. Bad luck. Yeah, well, not bad luck. I mean, you, look. I mean, it doesn't you, look. You, you just gotta. You gotta. You gotta understand. Everybody needs to understand how uh, the <clears throat> how the WWE works. Uh, when you're doing live TV, you know it. It may change at a moment's notice. I mean, you know, somebody, one of the writers or Vince or somebody may need may all of a sudden say. I mean, they were they were rewriting who was going to be in and who was going to not be in the the Royal Rumble match right up until the match started. Right, and like so Oscar, never, maybe maybe Oscar would have ended up with Nia Jax's spot if Nia Jackson. Yeah, so I can see what you're saying. Like you, you never know yeah. what's. You were always prepared, right? You always had your tights, tights in the car in in the bag. Well, every, next to every you. everybody always, On. you know, any any guy any guy that's worth his uh, weight and salt would would always take your gear. That's the Gotta thing. You always have your gear. Always have your gear. We're talking with Jerry the King Lawler. Also, so at the, at the Royal Rumble, also Double J Jeff Jarrett, Memphis's own, came out number two in. Yep. The Royal Rumble uh, made his big return, and now he's he's got a, a contract with WWE to work both on and off screen. Uh, did you interact with Double J on Sunday? I did a lot. Yeah, we Jeff and I talked a lot before the show. You know what? The, we know what is tough. It's tough right now, and the fact, Kevin, that your wrestling hour every week is on at the same <laughs> time. Mike Memphis Classic Wrestling. I'm sitting here watch trying to watch myself on TV this week. I have Burt Prentice, and it's all about it's all about. Um, Matches featuring one of my all-time favorite Memphis guys, the Dream Machine, Troy Graham, and uh, I, I love watching and listening to him. But uh, we, we're going to have to do something about these times of our shows uh, being conflicting here. I, I agree. I just thought. I mean, I just thought I, this is how you. The reason you have the Rick Rude menu item at your barbecue restaurant is because you like to be on two shows at once, like he was back during the Monday Night Wars, <laughs> and the. Uh, yeah, your show's on right now. I DVR it every week, even though you haven't had a new episode in a while. And yeah, and- we're we're fixing we're fixing to get started. That was some of the some more of the good news that I was uh, going to share with you today. Oh, great! Uh, we're about to work out, you know, and and I know we're going to talk in just a second about tomorrow being the Super Bowl, of course, and we'd have a big party, uh, Super Bowl party or big game party or whatever you want to call it. That's going to be taking place down at Fitz Casino. And I'm going to be down there hosting that big party. Starts at two o'clock tomorrow. But uh, the cool thing about Fitz Casino is we've been uh, in negotiations and talks with the with the people at Fitz Casino, Fitzgeralds, of course. Uh, and we're going to start doing a lot of a lot of things with Fitzgerald's Casino. Uh, as as far as we may start uh, 
taping the new uh, episodes of the Classic Memphis Wrestling, actually taping them at Fitz Casino. They're going to be one of the main sponsors, hopefully. And, uh, uh, I mean, there's just all sorts of things in the works down there. They have a great steakhouse. It's just awesome. We may uh, wind up uh, doing something with them at their steakhouse and, and rebranding that. And so just a lot, of, a lot of big things are going to be happening at Fitz Casino real soon. There could be a third Jerry Lawler restaurant. Is that what you're saying? Yes, there could be. <laughs> Uh, this one, a, this one, a steakhouse instead of barbecue. So we're just we're getting we're getting we're we're. Just, how, do, uh, how do you like your steak? Expanding our horizons. How do you like your steak? A medium. A medium, yeah. That's that's yeah. that, that, that's 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 fair. So the Jerry Lawler Steakhouse may be coming. Though your first restaurant in a new, you're going expanding to a new state. Uh, if that's yes, the case. absolutely right. The. All right, let's let's see. So the show, your TV show, I, I seriously do DVR it. Every, every, it's always recorded every week, and I'll go turn it on and see if it's one I've seen. And like last week was Dave, Dave Brown was on, and I was like, wait, does Dave Brown wear that Canadian tuxedo every week, or is this a rerun? <laughs> and, right. And he's really you know all in on his retirement with that outfit. But the uh, it was a re- but I, there's so many great. So there's like what 15 episodes out there. If you have not seen it, it airs at this time. Set your DVR. Uh, you need to watch all of them. The clips, just, they, they span so many different eras of Memphis wrestling. And you get to see so many big names that have come through the territory and all of your classic matches uh, as well with, with, with great guests. And so it's, uh, I've still got a couple of them to watch on my DVR, but I, uh, I, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, binged a few of them that I hadn't watched yet. So that's Jerry Lawler's Classic Memphis Wrestling, 11 a.m. on Saturdays. Same time. Yeah, we're about to work. I'm I'm watching right now. I'm in a match, I believe, with Danny Davis, who was one of the nightmares. But uh, we're about to have uh, the situation where Troy Graham or Dream Machine came in uh, the the match, got involved in the match, and we wound up doing. If you remember, we always call it tar and feathered. Of course, we would use like some syrup or molasses and cover the cover the person with this, you know, sticky syrup, and then put the feather pillow. Over their head or body and everything, and the the one that the most memorable one of all time was with with uh, Troy Graham or Dream Machine. He just uh, he just really lost it once we had him covered in all those feathers. He just uh, Lance tried to interview him and and he was just screaming and it is great. It's that's what we're coming up on the on the show right now. And we're talking with Jerry the King Lawler the. Uh... The other wrestling news this week is the story with Dean Ambrose, and I and I know you're there on Sunday. And can can you tell us anything? Because the wrestling world's buzzing whether or not this is a work or a shoot. If folks haven't heard Dean Ambrose, WWE announcing that Dean Ambrose will not be renewing his contract coming this April. So there's speculation: is he going to that new company that started uh, AEW, or is he going to take some time off? Is that is that a work or a shoot, King? Help us out here. Well, you know, I've. I've uh, your guess is probably as good as mine. I, I spoke to Dean a, a little bit, uh, you know, just basically said, I, I, Dean is, is um, I, I don't know how you, how you want to put it. I mean, he's, a, he's a, sort of a individual who he's not a really outgoing kind of guy. His personality, you know, he's not one guy that you see hanging around, shooting the breeze with anybody there in the, in the locker room or anything. He kind of stays off to himself, quiet kind of guy. And, uh, I mean, my, my interactions with him is usually just, you know, pass him in the hall, handshake, uh, you know, hey, Dean, how you doing? How you doing? 
and uh, that's that's usually it. And I, you know, that was basically our, my interaction with him at, at Royal Rumble. And I didn't hear anything about what you're talking about until the next day, until Monday. Uh, my co-host Glenn Moore for my podcast uh, Dinner with the King sitting right here next to me. And he's just got a big smile on his face right now. He was the first one. You know, he really keeps up with all the uh, the wrestling news that I that even I don't hear about. He was the first one to talk to me about it, and and he asked me the same thing: Did I hear anything at the Royal Rumble about it? And I didn't. Um, but <clears throat> I think it's been uh, I, I I don't know if I I think it's been sort of understood for a while that that, that Dean has not been completely happy with his role there, um, and and so I, I I tend to think that this is a. Uh, um, Real, I, I really think that it's real. I just think that he's a he's the kind of guy that uh, is looking to do something different. And I honestly, I don't. Uh, I know that the what is it AEW is going to be out there and and uh, may make him a big offer or something like that. But I really, honestly think that I just think that right now Dean's mindset is that he just kind of wants out and away from wrestling for a while. Okay, so you think it is a shoot? Now, were you were probably involved with the you were involved with what I would consider the greatest work shoot in, in wrestling history? Your Andy Kaufman feud. Is there another work shoot angle that you can remember from uh, the Memphis wrestling days? You had all the fans here in the Mid South just just debating: Is this real or what is really happening? Because Andy Kaufman, that was brilliant, right? You're going on Letterman. Like, is he, is Andy, what, it, all of the, the layers to that, which still until that Man on the Moon movie came out, people were debating work shoot on that. And apparently, uh, as we've talked about before on this show, that even Jim Carrey still believes it was a shoot. Well, let, let, me, let, me just, let me just say this. You're talking about, you know, something that happened back in the 80s, and, and that was the, you know that was the height of the popularity of Memphis wrestling, and and it seemed like we had the most fans. Everybody would tune, get up on Saturday morning, eleven o'clock, tune in, watch watch wrestling. You know, before it was first on Channel Thirteen, and then moved into Channel Five, and and that, it was just the thing to do in Memphis. You know, we didn't have any other pro sports teams or anything like that, and wrestling was just wrestling was it. And so, um, you know, those terms and the way we talk about wrestling now were never used back then, and nobody ever thought of anything as, oh, a work or a shoot or uh, what, what will the fans think this is. I mean, you know, we, we never that, – that just didn't enter our mind because we went about the business of doing what we did every week, uh, and, the, and the fans were – in Memphis especially, the fans were so into everything that we did, it was never, it was, it was never thought of in those terms. You know, oh well, the people really believe that this is real. I mean, I mean, I think I think the people that watched Saturday morning wrestling back in the eighties and back in the day thought everything we did was real. I mean, I'm I'm watching right. it right now. You know, this this uh, uh, I'm I'm just covering Dream Machine with these feathers and it's all the they're all in his going in, down his throat and his mouth and he's covered with feathers and I mean that was the, everybody that was watching that was real. I mean, you could. There's no way you could think anything different. I mean, you know, this guy's being humiliated. He's being uh, embarrassed on on network TV here, and 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 it was just it was part of the the lives of the the wrestlers 
that the people got invested in that they watched every single week. So it wasn't none of it was ever thought of as oh let's let's make this week's what we're doing this week seem real. We tried to make everything that we always did seem real, and right. and the and the Andy Kaufman thing was like. Um, uh, it a lot of that, and it's it's just hard to explain. But a lot of it, like, was real. And the fact that Andy and I uh, on a, on a lot of that stuff never sat down with each other and said, "Hey, let's do this." I mean, one of the things that's hardest for people to believe was never one time did Andy and I get together and say, uh, "Well, let how about well, I'll slap you on the David Letterman show." You know, that was just something that that just happened. It really did. I mean, when I go back and watch it on the on the Letterman show, I still have those weird out of body experience feeling like uh, you know that I'm back in that time and and I just I just really don't even remember what went through my mind was the fact that hey uh, we're fixing to be this is the second segment and we're not going to be on anymore after this and we really haven't done what we were supposed to do which was uh, Andy apologized to me and me apologized to Andy and Andy sing a song. You know, so I just I just stood up and slapped the taste out of his mouth. And, you know, he didn't know it was coming. Dave didn't know it was coming. And I didn't even know it was coming. It just it just happened. You know, so that's the way a lot of things happened back then. And you ask if any other thing that that we did seemed maybe more real to the fans than than uh, other things. And one of the one of the things that stand out in my mind, uh, because it, it wound up sort of backfiring us on us was the whole uh, episode with Snowman. Do you remember the... Uh, I can't even remember what his name was. Uh, what was Snowman's... Are you, do you know who I'm talking about? Hey, re- refresh my memory. I'm trying I'm trying to re- to remember. What, do you remember what year this was? Or I know you maybe not the exact year around the time it was. So Snowman... Snowman. Well, gosh, I can't I know his name. I mean, it's... it's some having one of those. We got to have. We. I wish we had Mark James. Moments. We need here. To yeah, Crawford. we need Mark James. Eddie I had Crawford. lunch with Mark and his brother Chris yesterday. I said, I, I mean, uh, Eddie Crawford was. Yeah, the, Eddie Crawford coming in. Yes. Yeah. This, hey, thank you, my my. That's why Glenn is such a great uh, co-host. He's the co-host with the most. I don't know. If you know <laughs> he um, he just can just come up with all this information. What does it say? What year that Snowman we did the big match in, in Memphis? Snowman. Max is looking it up here. Um, that's the online world of professional wrestling, but it goes back to so he made his debut in '82. Yeah, and and what the deal was was Snowman was uh, he was like a I don't know how you would even back in those days you wouldn't even de- describe it that there was nothing called independent wrestlers or independent scene or anything like right. that. He was just a guy that had wrestled some in the small little small venues and stuff, but he had never wrestled for the main organization. He had never wrestled for Jerry Jarrett and myself here in Memphis, but he had wrestled all around. And he was a guy that would, he would be out. Um, um, oh, he'd be all over the place around town talking about, you know, how he should, you know, he should be wrestling, but he, he really, he really put the word out and he really felt this. This was like a, a real deal with him. He felt like that we would not use him because it was like a racial situation or something like that. Uh, Dean, uh, Dean, uh, we're talking about Dean Ambrose, but uh, Glenn just told me that he thinks it was the early '90s, and yeah, I think that's like, right. Yeah, it looks like you're. Yeah, he like for, for the unified title. It was the the yeah. feud involved the unified title, so yeah, it was around 1990. Yeah. Well, anyway, 
I mean, the truth of the matter was the guy had a, a, not such a stellar reputation um, as far as, you know, when you, somebody asks you about the snowman, you, would you guys use the snowman? And, you know, we'd heard that he would, you know, just have uh, maybe not show up and not be dependable, all this sort of stuff. So we had never really used him on any of the shows. And so he was going around uh, Memphis saying that it was a racial situation. That's the reason we wouldn't use him on any shows. Uh, and so uh, he, 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 I mean, we would, and then we would hear it from a lot of our, you know, African-American fans would talk to us and say, Hey, what about snowman? Why guy, why won't you guys use snowman? And, uh, and he would go on radio shows and that sort of thing. So finally, I don't know how, I don't know if he, I think he contacted me and, uh, he and I, talked and and i assured him man it's you know it's there's no problem with that we'll use anybody here that'll help us put butts in the seats and so we worked out a deal to where um he would just show up on a monday night and on an, and and he and he started promoting it everywhere he could on radio stations and everything just saying you know they won't they won't book me but uh, you know they can't keep me from buying a ticket so we worked the old deal where he he just came in um and and we had him thrown out. Uh, the promoter came out and said, "You know, you're not part of this organization. You don't work here. You're not going to get you know." And then and, and so it, so the people believed that that was uh, uh, the way things went went down. And and so finally we worked into a match. But it was it was such a it was such a uh, tense situation. And the reason I say it kind of backfired on us was we were right in the midst of having a change in management there at the Mid-South Coliseum. The new manager came in, and she was it was her first time seeing the wrestling event uh, on a Monday night. Her name was Beth Wade. She came from Kalamazoo, Michigan. She had managed an arena in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and she, she got the job managing the Mid-South Coliseum. And in her first week there, uh, all of a sudden, we had this Monday night show, and it's packed. There's like 10,000 people there, and uh, all of a sudden, there's just like these racial tensions with this, you know, this big black guy confronting me, and 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 the promoter saying, "Look, you don't work here." It was almost like a fan was coming out of the audience, and and it was really high drama. And Beth Wade had no clue what was going <laughs> on, and it scared her to death. And she actually told somebody after that Monday night, she said, I want this event out of my building. I don't want wrestling in the Mid-South Coliseum as long as I'm going to be the manager here. Oh, wow. And yeah, and so, and you know, and sure enough, she she set out on the on the uh, course to, to get wrestling out of the Mid-South Coliseum. And we finally had to move from the Coliseum uh, over to the um, Pipkin building for a while. So anyway, that uh, but but that was a that was the thing with with the, the snowman. He came in and finally had matches with me, uh, and 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 we put the championship belt on him. And then of course he he took off, left with the left with our championship belt. I finally had, actually had to sue him and and took him oh, to wow. court. And uh, it, it was and that was know, all so that's that was, all a shoot there. There you really did. Sue yeah, uh, yeah. This was, was not so this was, was not on TV. This was not. <laughs> right. Exactly. These weren't scenes of you in the court on Saturday morning. 
Right. <laughs> we're, we're talking with Jerry, the King Lawler. A couple of topics I want to get to real fast, but we do have breaking news from WWE that Jeff Jarrett will be wrestling on Monday nights. Jeff Jarrett going head-to-head with Elias in a match. Road Dog will be in his corner. So did, were you expecting uh, Jarrett to return in an in-ring role when you, when you heard he was back with the company? Well, I, I didn't even hear he was back with the company until at the end of the night as I was leaving, as I was leaving the Rumble, um, Road Dog came up to me and said uh, uh, something about it as I was leaving. I said that thing with I told him I said the thing with Jeff was great earlier in the night. And he said he said yeah it was. He said we, he just he starts with us tomorrow. And I said oh really? And he said yeah he's uh, he's basically going to be behind the scenes mostly. But yeah he starts with the company tomorrow, which was of course last Monday. And, and you get get Road Dog playing the roadie role. I mean we're going. Uh, way back to the to the mid '90s, there with Road Dog. Well, I mean, t- I'm telling you, you know what's old is new. Uh, the yeah. the the, uh, the writers watch our our classic Memphis wrestling stuff all the time to try to get from some fresh ideas and just, you know, I mean, it's almost impossible to come up with anything that hasn't ever been done before. So what you do is you watch some of the old stuff and you get ideas and you twist, you know, you you change them around and bring them up to date and and that's that's what happens in this business. We're like a couple topics I want to get to real, really fast. This is usually the time of year uh, that some people are, are talking about the lack of news this week on who's going into the WWE Hall of Fame because usually they, they have the first announcement right after the Royal Rumble. Maybe it'll be coming next week. But uh, WWE Hall of Fame, have they reached out to you? Do you know you will be in New York emceeing the event? Uh, yeah, no, yeah, that I, I think that's my. Uh... I've been told at one time um, by the powers that be that that's my gig as long as I want it. So, right, uh, and you still I'm, want? I'm looking forward to that. Um, How long until I, you, you think you'll introduce an induction of China into the WWE Hall of Fame? Her mom made headlines when she spoke out um, over the holidays about um, her daughter not being in the Hall of Fame that she deserves to be there. And now we have Nia Jax entering the Royal Rumble this week—a move that. Would not have happened if there was not a China back in back in the day. What do you What do you think about China going to the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I I, I would be for it without a doubt. Uh, I I think that there's another person that we've talked about that that uh, is more deserving. Even well, I don't want to say more is is as deserving as China, and that would be Andy Kaufman. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean the the stuff that Andy and I did really changed the changed the face of wrestling uh, forever. I mean, you know, that was the first time the the celebrities for Hollywood. I mean, and and if if, if you really look at it, after the Andy Kaufman influence and what all went on with Kaufman and and Hollywood, there wrestling went Hollywood after that. That was that was when it changed to, uh, you know, it was almost from that point on, it was world wrestling entertainment. And so, uh, yeah, I think that he definitely he definitely needs to be in there. And and I and I do think that China does as well. I mean, she, yeah, she was a. Uh, uh, a major part of you know a major influence on the, the women wrestling and and all of that sort of thing. And I, I, I uh, WWE. It, this, I mean, WrestleMania is in New York this year, so the Hall of Fame will be in New York. It's a perfect 
pairing. You 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 get do the Andy Kaufman now. This would be the the time to do it if they were ever going to have it. Whether it's you introduce them, maybe they can get Tony Clifton to do it. Maybe uh, <laughs> right. you can either get David Arquette if you want to go with the big star celebrity name to induct him yeah. into the Hall of Fame. David Arquette, who his WCW title reign, I'm sure, was somehow in his current. Well, you know what? You know what? Andy 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 had such a major influence. On so many people, even people that but that never got to meet him. I, I remember a couple of years ago, I had his man, Andy's manager George Shapiro, who was here at the Memphis Coliseum the night I actually wrestled Andy. Uh, George Shapiro calls me up and says, "Hey, there's a, I have one of my clients is going to be playing the Orpheum Theater there in Memphis, and he would love it if you would uh, come to the show and meet him backstage before a show, he just wants to ask you about Andy Coffin. He said he was such a big fan of Andy's and never got to meet him and he and he just wanted you to, you know, give him the rundown on what it was like working with Andy. And I said, Sure, George, who is it? He said, Oh, Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> And I said, Well, okay, yeah, I'll go I'll go for coming and meet Jerry Seinfeld and talk to him about Andy. And so I mean and, and, yeah, and bigger stars than and, David Arquette is what you're saying. Like you can go bigger yeah, than Yeah, I mean yes, absolutely. There's 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 tons of people that would be uh, love to be involved with anything uh, associated with Andy Kaufman, and and I, I think you're right. Definitely, we have to have. Uh, we, I mean, you know, the real guy, um, Bob Zamuda, is still out there, and Bob Zamuda still does uh, Tony Clifton from time to time. And it would be ideal to have either Bob there. Uh, I, I think either could accept the award for Andy uh, or oh, Andy's yes. brother Michael uh, lives right there in Long Island. Uh, he could be there. Uh, but uh, but you definitely need Tony Clifton to come out and make an appearance. He could you know, accept the award. About what a, what he, a joke this is to honor Andy Kaufman, you know. He <laughs> with, could accept with the Tony award. Clifton's still alive. Because the WWE is concerned that, of course, the Hall of Fame is also a TV event on the network now that they, they, they don't give away that many awards to people who have passed away uh, on, on those shows. But, like, there's a lot of star power that could go into an Andy Kaufman, a lot of, of fun you could have with it, with Tony Clifton accepting the award, which you know Andy would, would just love. Uh, last thing, King, before I let you go, I don't know if you've stayed uh, much longer uh, than I was expecting, but you know, it happens every time. I think on this show, <laughs> the uh, what's happening with Grizzlies wrestling night? Uh, like you have not been there. They the last time they didn't even have a, a wrestling ring. Do you have any idea what's going on? It doesn't seem like they're putting the same effort into these as they did in the past. Uh, what is happening? No, uh, actually, they're putting more effort into Grizzlies wrestling night, and the fact that you know, in the past we would have one grizzly wrestling night a season and this year it was it's been so popular that this year they decided hey let's as 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 things usually happen this way you know it's like uh too too much of a good thing so this year they expanded it to having six not one but six grizzly wrestling nights and but then when they talked to me early on about it you know they said it's not going to be a uh, wrestling ring set up on all of them. We're building; they're going to build up to. I think the, the the two final events are in March, and they are going to, uh, of course, have wrestling rings set up in those two final events. And they're going to bring in some some. I don't. I don't want to 
I don't want to oh, let okay. the cat out of the bag because it is going to be right, yeah. it's going to be a big deal, and it's going they're, to be. They're uh, bringing in so you can confirm. This has been part of the problems with these wrestling nights is that there has no been no star power at all at these events, including you. Like you haven't even been there, which it seemed like it's like Dave Brown hasn't been there. Like some of the things that are just expected when you have a, a Memphis wrestling event or haven't been there, and you just so you can confirm that there's going to be some names including yourself involved in the last couple of one of these on the schedule. Yeah, and and, and I think I think what has happened is that they uh, they in the beginning knew that there were going to be three big grizzly wrestling nights and then there were going to be three nights that were just uh I don't know, just like wrestling oriented. In other words, giving away right. a wrestling t-shirt or giving away a wrestling scarf or something like that and they call that a wrestling night uh just for lack of or just to try to you know get the rub off the wrestling but there are going to be three uh big wrestling nights and we we just haven't got to them yet they are in they're still coming up and there's going to be a lot of star power involved they they should have just done three if that was the plan because they've watered it down. The people don't know this. I mean, you're telling me this. You're telling the listeners this now. But people think wrestling night, you're going to wrestling night. You think Monday Night Raw, you go to Monday Night Raw. But if you go to Monday Night Raw and nobody's there and there's not even a ring set up, you're like, well, this is not Monday Night Raw. What is this? This so, was not a wrestling night, right? This is not well, a wrestling well, night. Without, that, I, mean, I mean, yeah. And, and I you know think, what I'm saying? We, you know, every, I do know exactly mm-hmm. what you're saying. And I think that that's one of the things that happen, happens to uh, – I mean, wrestling has been so hot that you could just, everybody thinks that if you're not in the business, they just think, man, you just throw the name wrestling out there and it's going to draw a crowd. And that's one of the things I go, you know, I, I just talk about going to uh, uh, independent wrestling shows around the country. And a lot of them are, are for, as a matter of fact, tonight I'm wrestling up in Covington, Tennessee tonight for a fundraiser for Covington High School. And and I do a lot of these things around the country, and and it seems that a lot of times the uh, whoever's putting on the fundraiser or putting on the event thinks, oh, all you got to do is just say the word wrestling, and it's going to be a big sellout. It's going to be a big crowd. But that's not the way it works. You really have to do X. You have to work hard. Uh, you know, you have to go out and really promote the event and tell the people exactly what they're going to see, like in in Covington. Uh, up in Covington, Tennessee tonight, uh, Tommy Rich is going to be there. Dangerous Doug Gilbert. I'm, I'm actually wrestling Tommy Rich tonight, and that's a, you know, that's a, like a return match from from some of the most classic matches ever in Memphis. You know, me and Austin Island, Tommy Rich caused them. Those guys caused me to get my head shaved. This is one of the first times that I'll be back in a ring with with Tommy Rich in a long, long time, and and so that's you know that's going to be happening tonight in Covington. So it's. Um, I think that's what happened with the wrestling night at the Grizzlies is just say, Hey, let's just say the word wrestling and we'll get people to come out there. And you know what? It's backfiring backfiring a little bit, but they have a chance to turn it around because there's still three more wrestling nights. Or on, yeah, it's, it's, on the it's schedule. definitely it's it's definitely going to be turned around. Trust me. Well, you just you just see this, you just see these wrestling nights happening, and then I and then I be like, you'll see something pop up on social media, like the uh, in January, the Milwaukee Admirals. Have you ever heard of that team before? They're a, a minor league hockey team. I think they're like the minor league team for the Predators. They had a wrestling night that included Jim Ross, 
Gail Kim, Jeff Jarrett, and Al Snow. And you just see, like, how is this minor league hockey team having a better lineup than the NBA team in the, uh, <laughs> in the, in the greatest wrestling city in the world, Memphis, Tennessee, right? So it, it, it can be disconcerting and worrisome to some folks, like, is, w- with what's going on. But we'll hope, can't wait to see you there and see how it goes. Uh, these these final few wrestling nights here and uh, yeah, they, trust me, they're gonna they're gonna be well worth uh, seeing. They're gonna be good, okay, real good. Okay, great. And so tonight you're wrestling in a high school gym, but tomorrow that's uh, where people can come out and see you at Fitz Casino. Plug that real quick before you get out of here. Yeah, Fitz Casino tomorrow. It's a big Super Bowl party. Come on, I, I, I'm hesitant to say this. Uh, big on game air, party. But this big is, game party. This is yeah, the big game party <laughs> at uh, Fitz Casino. Uh, but to listen to this, the great thing we're going to have, they're going to have dollar hot dogs. We're going to be there doing some, trying to steal your guys' gimmick. We're going to be doing some Super Bowl trivia, uh, where people can win oh. a lot of prizes. I've got some great, uh, replica Super Bowl rings that are going to be given away as prizes. Of course, free, uh, free game, free play is going to be given. A lot of that's going to be given away. And listen to this free beer, free beer what? at this casino all day tomorrow. Yes. Oh, you can't, you can't beat that. So what time does it start? Two o'clock? Starts at two o'clock and it's going to go right on through the end of the Super Bowl. Free beer, can you believe that? And this is that they've got their new betting room set up. Is that what this is, is all about? Yeah, the new sports book area. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it is. Re- it is really awesome. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a big day down there tomorrow. King, you're so kind with your time as always. It's good catching up with you, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Thanks. All right, Kevin. Thank you. That's Jerry the King Lawler. Well past time for a break. We'll be right back talking more wrestling on the radio here on Sports Entertainment 56 and 87.7 FM. Are you one of the many necessary residents who suffer from everyday boredom? Do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that'd be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and dream specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com. Or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday boredom. Warning side effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high five eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, white paper scissors, and spending quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com. Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and pop-pops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Sunday fun day at Laughlin Yard, every Tuesday during Pike Night at Elbow, and every Friday night at Memphis Maid's Tap Room. I'm here with the two-time Southern Hot Wing Festival yeah. champ. What do you have to say to the people of Memphis? The first thing you got to realize, brother, is this right here is the future of wings in Memphis. You can call us the new wing order, brother. We know your championship wings, but what about the rest of the menu? We've got a drop chicken buffalo chicken taco and a vegan-friendly avocado taco. And Memphis is only hot wing nachos, brother. You heard it here, folks. You can find the new wing order food truck or book them at newwingorder.com or follow them on social media at newwingorder. 
How's it going, everybody? I'm Nick Schifani. And I'm Adam Schifani. In addition to being brothers, we're the founders of Nerd901, a blog and podcast embracing the nerd culture in Memphis and around the world, all from our home base here in the 901. You can check out our team's exclusive content at nerd901.com. And while you're on the site, you'll want to take a look at the latest Surreal Entertainment schedule. Every week, we post an updated list of Surreal's upcoming bingo and theme trivia events, from TV shows to video games to music to movies and much more. No matter what you like, Surreal Trivia has a theme night just for you. And with our handy guide, you'll never miss out on any of our free fun. Nerd out about trivia and whatever else you love at nerd901.com and our Twitter at nerd underscore 901. Nerds unite! Now, back to the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. I can roll it into my TWA Tell all the ladies Hansel Jimmy's on his way I'm a rocker Welcome back. We're talking wrestling on the radio. Of course, the Street Live Wrestling Hour every week is being brought to you by Real Memphis Wrestling at the Rec Room. Not only is Rec Room where I'm at every Tuesday night hosting trivia, not only is Rec Room a great place to watch current or play current and classic video games on giant 20-foot screens. they got multiple giant 20-foot screens. You can rent out the living room areas. There's really no place like it in Memphis. Uh, you can also watch the WWE pay-per-views, UFC pay-per-views on those giant 20-foot screens, and now you can watch real live professional wrestling twice a month. Now on Saturdays, it's 901 Wrestling. $5 gets you in the door. All ages are welcome. If you're under 21, you must be uh, with a parent or guardian. But Rec Room is located off of Sam Cooper Boulevard at 3000 Broad Avenue. That's 3000 Broad Avenue off of Sam Cooper. You can go to RecRoomMemphis.com. You do not want to miss real Memphis Wrestling at the Rec Room twice a month. The next show is next Saturday, one week from today, February the 9th. So they get back in the ring there at the Rec Room. Joining me now, he's a former WWE.com writer. His name is Zach Linder. Good morning, Zach. Kevin, how you doing? Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Thanks for joining me today. Of course, every week on this show, we talk about the biggest Story of the week, and oftentimes the biggest story of the week is the biggest story in the history of our sport. In the history of our sport, the biggest match in pro wrestling history. The two biggest superstars in our sport in the biggest event this sport has ever seen. The biggest match in the history of our sport. It's the biggest story in the history of our great sport. Zach, what is the biggest story this week? Is it Dean Ambrose possibly leaving work or shoot? No, it's Chris Stapp's Porzingis going to Dallas, brother. I mean, come on. It's, uh, it's a depressing week in New York City. Come on. No, uh, I know we have a lot to talk about. Not a lot of time to do it, but we have a lot of big stories this week. We've got uh, Daniel Bryan's new title. We've got Dean Ambrose uh, potentially, maybe, kind of, leaving WWE. And, of course, the Rumble. We're, uh, we're in the fallout from that, brother. Let's, let's start with Dean Ambrose. I asked Jerry Lawler earlier in this hour if he thought it was a work or a shoot. He thinks it's a shoot. He thinks it's real, of course, but he works for the company. So uh, we don't know where to, to, to go with that. Do you, do you, so Dean Ambrose, WWE, announcing this week that he's leaving, which is something they don't usually do, which that makes it a right. fishy situation. And how right. they even handled his booking on Monday made it seem like that. But the way they handled their booking on, on Sunday – did seem for real like he was leaving to me because I was watching that Royal Rumble and I and when he got eliminated I I I I, I turned to my friend and was like this like Dean didn't do anything in this Rumble he didn't have any spot whatsoever to act crazy or eliminate anyone like he just got thrown out like he was just not there so I thought that was odd and then the news breaks on Monday what are your what are your thoughts on Dean Ambrose is he leaving is he staying 
Well, I, first of all, I would disagree with you on the rumble. Um, I think uh, you know, he he didn't have, he wasn't a, didn't a, didn't do peanuts in the rumble. He was in there for about. 12, 13 minutes, um, which is not terrible. It's not as long as some other guys in the Rumble. Uh, like on Andrade, obviously, had a great showing, which was right. a nice surprise. But he did eliminate Gargano. That was his one and only elimination. And Gargano was obviously in there for a while as well. And he was positioned as one of kind of the big surprises, right? So uh, I, I would disagree with you that he didn't do any, he, he didn't do anything in there. But, um, yeah, it wasn't uh, the superstar performance that you would expect. Um, I would disagree with the King. Um, and uh, I actually... I think that even though King works for the company, he probably doesn't really know himself anyway. He's probably just positing a hunch as well. Um, but uh, I would disagree. I think it's a work. And um, I think it's a work for a number of reasons. Um, as you mentioned, the website doesn't often do that. When I was working for .com, we never did anything like that. And uh, and if something was to be put up on the website like that, it was for very deliberate storyline reasons. The only thing I can ever remember being put up on the website that was a 100% legitimate shoot, non-kayfabe kind of thing was when the slow motion video of CM Punk's back was put on the website to dispute a claim he had made that he had, a, I believe, a, an alleged staph infection in his back where he was making claims against the WWE's doctor. Oh, wow. That was the only time that there was ever anything put on the website that wasn't in kayfabe. So for that, I, I think that it, it's that's certainly part of the, part of the work, part of the storyline. Um, I, I would not look into his Rumble performance at all. I would look into the following night on Raw. Um, they gave him the, the opening segment with Seth Rollins and Triple H. And uh, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose had a, had a good match, long match. And it seemed to be that that was the blow-off to their rivalry. And I don't think that's because he's leaving anytime soon. I think it's because they're setting him up for his next rivalry. And I think that's going to be against Triple H. And I think we're getting Dean Ambrose versus Triple H at WrestleMania. They definitely teased to that, but you would think if they were going to blow off Seth Rollins, you think that could be a main event of a Monday Night Raw if that was going to be the last match. But again, if you're doing the work shoot angle... The match Rollins dominated that match and 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 won cleanly in the, in the ring. So you're you know you're putting the guy over on your way out of the company. To me, it's a big risk if because they sent out press release. Did they send out a press release? Like if in this day and age in 2019, WWE gets more media coverage than ever before. I mean, hell, I'm I'm on the radio here in Memphis talking about professional wrestling. But to manipulate Wait, the media what? on the radio, yeah. <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> The, the the if you manipulate the media, isn't that a, a risk? Like going forward for them to distrust your stories or not want to cover your stories? What, was it a real press release? I didn't I don't see know. A, a legitimate press release. Okay. I saw the I saw the article on dot com. I might be wrong. Might I, be I right. could be I could be wrong too. But I I heard the late that they sent if they sent out a release. We need to double check that. We'll double check that. But you're so the release would be risky. You would agree on that if that was what happened. Hundred percent. If there's a legitimate press release, I mean that has implications as a publicly traded company. You know the talent that's signed to that company. If you're a stockholder, right. um, I, I agree that if it's a legitimate press release, so but if it's a story on the website, yeah, yeah, that, that's a different thing. That's and all in the universe. Widely, yeah, I think it's widely known that the website is fairly kayfabe. It's a, okay. it's a consumer-centric website. It's not a business website. Um, the business website is separate. It's corporate.wwe.com. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a work. And um, I, I think you could even point to the promo that he was about to cut as Nia Jax 
interrupted him. I don't think they would have given him that moment. And I think it's being very carefully done that you hardly notice it unless you're a keen watcher of the product, that they're teasing this out and plotting it out very, very carefully to make it seem real. Um, And uh, I'm glad they're doing it. I hope it's a work, not because I hope Dean is still in the company, more so as I, I want them to do these type of angles. So I right. want I, agree. I, I want to believe in and have the the mystery and be excited about what's happening. You know, my buddy David Shoemaker once interviewed Triple H and asked him about the reality era and the work to shoot era. And it's such a different era of professional wrestling now because everybody knows what's happening behind the gorilla position, right? It's a, right. It's a different kind of thing where th- there are no smart marks anymore because everyone is sort of smartened up to the business in particular kind of specific ways, not in all ways, of course. But Triple H said in an interview with David that um, you, you, I believe the quote was, you have to work the, work the work of the reality. Right, is something like that where you kind of ha- you have to know that your fan base is in the know a little bit, and then try and work them. Right, so it's a different kind of uh, writing that we've seen in wrestling before. The other big story this week, uh, if it was not for this Dean Ambrose story, would be what happened with Daniel Bryan on SmackDown this week. There is a brand new looking WWE Championship, and it's made out of hemp. Yes, Daniel Bryan all in on his gimmick. And has a brand new looking title, the the first uh, character tied in title since I believe the Spinner title that we had with John C- John Cena, the WWE Championship. He threw it in the trash. I was like, oh my goodness, oh no! And uh, well, too bad he's not the Universal Champion. This would actually be a huge upgrade. What do you think about the new the new Hip Championship title that Daniel Bryan is carrying on? I think it looks nice. Oh, it, it is so awesome. I am so into this. It is so fantastic. And as our mutual friend Andrew Goldstein called it, the Wood Heavyweight Championship. The Wood Heavyweight Championship. The Wood Heavyweight, the championship. Wood heavyweight title. If you're um, listening, no, yeah, if anybody's listening to this and has not seen it, you need to look up and get and look at this image of this because it just – who would have thunk it would look so cool and it looks so different? I think that's why I like it. Uh, all the titles always are looking the same. They just change one color and now – you know, you could debate whether it should be the world championship, the most prestigious title in the industry should should get this change. But it's an eco-friendly symbol of excellence, as Daniel Bryan says. It's really fantastic, and major props go to WWE's uh, design team or the uh, or the organization or agency that they hired to to design this thing. There are so many wonderful details, right down to the little turquoise rocks that kind of replace the diamonds in the title. It's really, really well done. Um, it's it's beautiful looking, um, and it's obviously not without precedent. You know, I think the most famous of these um, custom titles, uh, talent focused titles was uh, Austin's, Stone Cold Steve Austin's Smoking Skull title. Obviously, there were storylines surrounding that. Um, there was designed for The Rock uh, a Brahma Bull uh, title when uh, when he was the champion. Um, and, of course, you mentioned Cena's spinner, and then obviously Edge had his own variation on the, the spinner as well. And this goes all the way back to the fabulous Moolah. The Moolah had, I believe, in the 1950s, her own version of the Women's Championship. So uh, it's not without press and I love it, and it fits his character, and it also gets him a ton of heat. I would bet that um, a lot of uh, the writing team, or perhaps even Vince himself, 
believes that fans hate this thing and <laughs> think it looks real dumb, um, and uh, and with, and is designed to get Brian a ton of heat. Um, I don't think that Vince expects us to be here on the radio in Memphis gushing over this thing. <laughs> right, because it's awesome. But it's awesome. It is awesome. Oh, we have about ninety seconds left. That's how long it, it takes for somebody to enter the Royal Rumble in Titan time. Tell me about the Royal Rumble. What were your thoughts going out of that? Uh, were you surprised you enjoy these NXT entries, or is it disappointing you don't see bigger names that uh, come out? Well, with 90 seconds, I'll keep it short. Go. It was too damn long. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting at, at Rosenberg's house uh, in his palatial estate. It was a big crew. The whole Drew World Order was there, um, eating a lot of delicious chicken. A lot of wings were had, a lot of dipping sauces, and we were just waiting for the damn thing to be over. <laughs> Like, we, we were there for like seven hours, man. It was too long. It's it was a fun long. show. I, I didn't think the show was bad by any means, but I don't think WWE can expect their audience not to be exhausted after that. Right. I don't under I don't understand. And the problem is not having two rumbles. You can have two rumbles, but to have two rumbles, and why is the Daniel Bryan AJ match going to last twenty four minutes if it's going to have that finish? Why can't we have some shorter matches? Why do you have to have every title on the line? Put some of that stuff on Monday Night Raw and bump those ratings up, or put some of that stuff on SmackDown and bump those ratings up, or put some of that stuff on these two pay-per-views that are going to be in between like my goodness that that my top takeaway as well was that it was too long and you should not have a show where it you come away with it saying it's too long it should be like this show where it's too short and i wish i had more time with you zach it's always a pleasure to for when you would come on the show and we'll have you back on uh very soon if you're cool with that absolutely thanks so much for the time kevin all right that is zach lender former writer at wwe.com you can follow him on twitter at Zach Linder. That is our show. I want to thank all you low budgets for listening. We'll be back live next Saturday at 10. Wrestling Talk starting at 11. Until then, I'll see you around the territory.